Welcome to Local Drag. It's a podcast about local drag queens and their thoughts and opinions on RuPaul's Drag Race and the world of drag. My name is Laveau Contraire, and I'm the voodoo queen of New Orleans, here to put you all under my spell. Tune in each week as I interview one of my favorite squirrel friends and recap the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race and give our unfiltered opinion on the queens of season 13 and Drag Race UK. <laughs> I am joined today by Santana A. Savage from Lafayette, Louisiana. Hi, Santana. Burr, 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 burr. Yes, <laughs> what's up? You better come with your own fanfare. That's how I you're have, under a I am my own DJ. Not yeah. really, but I'm just going to pretend. I love that. I love that. Um, how is Lafayette doing? Lafayette's doing good. I mean, the world's kind of in its own little craze, but we we found a way just to have our own little pocket of still queer artistry going on while we're trying to be safe and be cautious during this time. Yes, for those of you who don't know and are listening to the podcast, um, Lafayette is how many miles north? We should probably do it by time, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm only two hours from New Orleans. So two hours north of- I were, I'm central, I'm central Louisiana. West? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm west from you. Okay, two hours west. Don't fact check me because I don't know maps and directions. Okay. <laughs> um, but she's about two hours away from New Orleans and Geography. they are actually still able to perform live. They wear masks, they distance. Um, um we um we actually perform out on our patio. And they're outside. So yeah. hey, that's sickening. But I love that you're still able to perform because baby, I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. We're very fortunate. And I think that uh, it's one of the things I tell girls all the time. It's like, I just feel so fortunate that I can still do live drag because, you know, there's so many girls who haven't. There's so many girls that have not stepped on stage since this has all gone down. That's crazy to think about. Like, this, we're almost a year into the shutdown. Right. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it was like a month and like four days and uh -huh. it'll be a year. <laughs> yep wild but you know we persevere and we continue to make our art because that's what we do that sounds so funny. before we get into the panoramic let's talk about your drag journey and like how you got started in drag because you've been doing drag for a lot longer than you look because like oh well, thank you <laughs> <laughs> because you look like a college student but you've been doing drag for I, how long? I get that all the time. I get told that I look like a, like a, like I'm a perpetual college student all the time that I look at like outside of drag. I mean, that's a compliment. <laughs> I'm here for it. I I mean, my mom looks very young for her age too, and I look like her, so I think I got good genes for yes. that. Yes. But how long have you been doing drag? Um, ten years now. Ten years. Oh I'm my gosh, that's years. amazing. Mm -hmm. That is. Amazing. So when you started drag, were you like more into the pageant scene? I know you have some titles. No, I wasn't. To be honest with you, I started going to shows. Like I, I was a good boy. So I didn't go out to the bar until I was 18. Nice. So my first 18 year old, you know, goes, goes to the gay bars, go to my first drag show. And this was around the time that like I quit show choir. So I kind of didn't like have a performance outlet. And so I watched the drag show. And mind you, I had a very negative opinion of drag queens. Because at that time, I had a very close-minded perspective that, like, they're the reason why I get called a woman, why people pick on me. I, like, uh... kind of, like, I place all that blame 
like in the shame of my femininity onto drag queens. And then I went to a show and I actually saw what they do. And I'm like, well, wait, this is freaking cool. Like, <laughs> I want to I, I do this. And to be honest with you, I think I'm going to be better than the people that are doing it on stage in front of me now. And then come to find out it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but that is such a great freaking, <laughs> that's a great talking point and a great story because you know, I think a lot of people come at drag with a ton of misconceptions. Absolutely. Like, they think it's a sexual thing. They think it's what's wrong with the community uh-huh. or this, that, and the other. But all of that is your own stuff that you're projecting onto us without even knowing what we do. Because what Absolutely. we do is mostly about entertainment and upliftment, uh, uplifting people, mm-hmm. you know? So all that other stuff is your own ideas of what femininity like should and shouldn't be. Absolutely. And then like, so I decided I became friends with Kenley. Um, I met her. Kenley Andrews. Kenley Andrews. Um, And Kenley was just like this new queen. Like she just started, she started doing drag at 17. So she was sneaking into the club and getting in drag and doing the shows at 17 years old. So I became from cool with her. And I was like, I want to get in drag, but like, I don't want to go like around here. So we actually actually put me in drag and we went to Splash in Baton Rouge, which is an hour from here. So my first time in drag in person was just like going to the the gay bar at their drag show in drag. And I looked like someone's substitute teacher. (laughs) Like I'm not even the main teacher, I'm the sub. Oh my god! I had white jeans. I had a blouse. I had like that Demi Lovato Camp Rock jacket on, with brown hair and silver eyeshadow, and I thought I was the motherfucking tits. But isn't that it? You always think like, "Wow, I am so gorgeous. I am so sickening right now," and it's really just like a precursor of what's possible. Yes, absolutely. So but- it was. It was an experience. Right. It's enough to keep you going, though. It's enough to make you want to, like, get better at it. Yeah. And so, like, if I was, like, buck, no one from my hometown was going to know. So. (laughs) I mean, that's a good strategy. Okay. Mine was. was My strategy was, like, I'm not leaving the house until I'm cute. So I'm going to keep doing (laughs) it in this house until I feel like it's ready to be seen. I was buck for everyone to see. Like, I literally have had my drag journey, like out there for everyone to see from like pretty much jump besides the very first time I got in drag. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I was still busted when I left the house, but (laughs) it was like presentable busted, you know? (laughs) The presentable busted. That's the the Uh, level of drag we all wish to aspire to be. (laughs) That should be a show, presentable busted. Busted. (laughs) Welcoming to the stage, Shanita Wig. Welcome to the stage. She need to learn how to walk in heels. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Don't remind me. Don't take me back there. But <laughs> what um do you see for the future of your drag? You know, once we get out of the pandemic, where do you want to take drag? Because you've already done so much with your career. You have titles, right? You won Miss Yes. Gay. I, um, I won Miss Gay Louisiana America in 2014. I was 22 years old when I won that. I'm the youngest ever to win the title. Um, and I yes. won my first try, and I'm the third queen. This this pageant system's been around since 1991 in Louisiana, and I'm the third queen to ever win it on her first try. 
Wow, that's accolades, okay? Yeah, so like that's, it was a big deal. And honestly, that's what really got like my kickstart in drag in Louisiana, like to people like knowing who I was. And like, it was like, everyone was like, who is this girl? Where did she come from? Because before that I was only performing in Lafayette. I never performed out of town before. Mm -hmm. so, so she just was, came in and swept. <laughs> right, and at that time, I still didn't know how to do my own makeup. Like I was still being wow. painted by other people when I did the pageant. So like pretty much my journey of doing my own makeup started after I won the biggest state title in our state. And pretty much everyone got to like make fun of me because I was learning and I was making a lot of public mistakes in my makeup. But I mean, I think I've come so far. But hey, she still I, has a title. I She's a winner. I pink eyebrows and now I'm here. So. Oh my God. Baby, I'm making it mama. So yeah, I, love it. I think like where I want to go with drag, I still think that a part of me still wants to be a national title holder. Um, I still have so much love and respect for the pageant scene. And I think that national title holders hold such a special place. I kind of see them as like professors. Like when you go to college and you have that one professor that really like touches you and like motivates you to go for bigger things. I think a national title holder can be that. I'm not saying they're always that saying they have the opportunity to be that. Right, and I feel right. like I can be that for another queen because there's some national title holders, especially like one for me was the national title holder when I did MGLA, which was Jessica Jade. Um, she was just like that mentor, that warm person, that personality, such a polished queen. And I looked to her as like, like that stencil of like where I want to be. And now looking at it, it wasn't that necessarily she was doing anything like completely off crazy it's just the fact just that she was just so together and executed herself so well so well spoken beautiful drag amazing entertainer and like i just aspired to be that and like you know look at me like literally that was 2014 and now we're in 2021 and i like you know i hold myself to the same standard as her yeah absolutely so that and there's that and then also i just want to continue to push my drag onto mainstream and like continue to do things like i've done a couple tv shows i've done some featured extra um things on tv i was on claws i was a feature extra on the purge uh tv show and um i just want to continue to find opportunities and continue to push my drag to wherever it can go honestly yes push into the mainstream farther than any queen before ain't that girl, what you let's not get, <laughs> let's not i didn't say all that girl because jay they, they kind of got pissy with jay when she said that they okay like, oh, RuPaul, bitch, said, really? rupaul said you RuPaul coming from said, my week squeeze me okay but speaking of drag race that's a good segue because i want to know i mean i already know because we were friends and we talk but yeah, who's your favorite drag race queen of all time oh this is so hard no it's not my favorite drag drag race queen of all time is shay coulee the winner of all stars five uh fourth runner up to season nine technically but i mean fourth I well, I mean, she was the first lip sync out, or oh, the second yeah. lip sync out, because you know how they did the lip syncs before, whatever. But I, in my heart, think if RuPaul had to choose and they didn't do the lip sync for the thing, Shay would have won the season. But yes. it's okay, because I think everything happens for a reason, and she was meant to win All-Stars 5. Absolutely. And Sasha is one of my favorite queens, along with Shay. I'm not going to say that Shay isn't in my top they had such like, a powerhouse top three. like three three of their top four has already won the show so that's something to say come on peppermint we waiting i, yes. I want miss peppermint on all stars love me some pep 
I'm so ready. Like she deserves, she's a legend, literally. Um, But anyway, so I definitely love me some shady Kuleidi. She is just uh, energy on her own. Period. Like no one will ever be another shade Kool-Aid. Like, I, and I don't know what it, I could tell you the moment that I fell in love with her, and it was the episode. I think it was the second episode of the season of season nine when they had to do that white runway, and the B fifty twos were judges. Uh huh. And she had this white sequin cat suit with these white harnesses on top, and she walked out, and I just went, "I'm in love with this queen." <laughs> like I don't know what it is about her, and I just. Her style, her presence, her message is just, to me, just untouchable. She spreads love, but she also can get serious and handle the shade and what needs to be done on this reality TV show. But I just think that she is one of the, one of my favorite winners. And I think she's one of the best queens to ever come on the show. Absolutely. Cannot disagree at all. Like, period. So, what's your favorite lip sync? Anything with Trinity K. Bonet. Okay, look, me and Cornbread talked about it on the last episode of the podcast. Trinity K. Bonet should have been the lip sync assassin every week that they did lip sync assassins. Because, because they, I sit here and strongly believe that she did not lose to Adore Delano. Well, they of course. But that lip sync down so much, all of a sudden you blink. They on the floor, they over there, they backstage. It's like you didn't get to see any of these transitions, and it's because Trinity ate that ass up. And right. I just but, but if I had to pick one Trinity lip sync that just sticks out in my head as just like the best, it's when she did um Say it. Say it. Uh, it was uh, God, I'm gonna mess up the song, but uh it was against her and milk. Yep. And she was in the she was in that hippie outfit. It was what a man. What a man, what a man. Ever. That's what it is. I was about to say, what a man, what a man. Well, I was like, girl, let me not sing on this podcast. But uh, <laughs> no, like I oh, mean, talk about my the God. of femininity and pussy and, and sex, uh, and like, just and she wasn't she wasn't being extra. She was lip syncing. She was feeling the performance. And to me, those are some of the best lip syncs. That's the thing, and that is like the true bottom line. Like you don't have to do a lot to get the point across and to win a lip sync. Sometimes they think like because you're doing more that you're winning but no it's about embodying the song and she just like served it and i just uh i could not so, yeah. say more if, if that if i had to point one that but definitely any lip sync uh, lip sync with trinity k bonet is my favorite right i i can't say enough good things about trinity k bonet she is a star and the rumors that she's going to be on the next all stars that's exciting i hope so because she knows how to pack a talent like she knows oh, how to well, pack for the past she still has some of the most iconic looks from her season and that was on season six like we're so many years ahead of that and she still has some iconic looks that still can hold the candle to the girls that are competing now right and I go and like look at some of her like pageant talents every now and then, and like she just has Wait. it, man. Continental, her yes. Continental was TV. Uh, girl, y'all doing I, a documentary, girl? Where's Trinity? Right, and I also love when she does like the like acting stuff, like she does like the the old ladies in the church and like all of mm-hmm. that. Like I'm just like Trinity's talented, y'all. Don't sleep. She's a star. She's a, don't she's sleep. A star sure. So yeah, 
Okay, enough gushing about Trinity K. Bonet. We could do that all oh day. <laughs> we could. I love her. But let's get into season 13. How are you feeling about the season overall? I love it. RuPaul's Drag Race is my favorite TV show. Right? I this is like our Super Bowl. such a well-casted girls. I think all of them have something to offer. Um, I'm a little bit of a harsh critic when it comes to girls on Drag Race, but I think it's only because... I have such a high standard and so many girls want this opportunity. And I, sometimes I just feel like girls get on there and they just become super whiny. And I'm just like, you're, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You're literally winning by being on the show. And you right. meet out thousands upon thousands of girls on this show. So I just think there should be more of an air of like appreciation and just like getting out there and just showing you. And sometimes it's hard. Like you don't really realize what it's like to be in a room and you're just looking at cameras in in a studio, it doesn't look like a room. So right. sometimes it takes some of that magic of you watching the show and only getting to see the room. It can come off intimidating. You're miles and miles away from home for some girls. Everything you isolated. say is recorded. There's so much going on, but I will say I'm loving the season so far. It has some really great moments and has some. it's already had some sickening ass fashion moments already. Right, we've seen like, so I wonder how many season. it is. Like, after the ball, that was 36 looks, but then we saw, like, their entrance look. We've seen, like, a ton of looks. Because yeah. they did the fashion runway for the mini challenge after yes, the I opening. Yes, I love my favorite mini challenges. Love right, so, like, it's been a season for the fashions, for the fits. I just wonder if they gave them an extra suitcase, because this is a lot of clothes. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to know the packing situation for that. Okay. Too. Uh, one thing about me and Santana, we talk about the inner workings of Drag Race all the time. Yes. And we be trying to figure out, like, for when we get on the show, like, what it what it's going to be and what it really is, okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Capricorn, baby. I prepare. Like, I'm not going to go into something without, like, a finite plan. So, right? trust me, I'm coming in with a, a well-executed plan. And, baby, I got plan A, B, C, D, and E ready in the wings to go so yeah i want to know what what to expect i don't want to be surprised and i mean exactly I and i mean but... so much of it is not even surprising at this point it's very formulaic you know you're gonna have to have like a wrap you know you're gonna have to have a snatch game you know you're gonna have to have something that you can sew yeah and that's wrong <laughs> with pre-planning i think a pre-plan can honestly save you from stressing the day of and maybe give you a little bit more time to like add on and make something better, so. Yes, and that's my biggest thing about Drag Race, is like, if I am ever to get on the show, or should I say when I get on the show, um, I just don't want to get in my head, like, ever. Like, that's the last thing I want to do. I want to stay in the place of having fun, enjoying Absolutely. every moment of it, and then, like, just playing as much as I can. Just, like, it's a game, let's play. Like, that's it. Right. <laughs> Find a way. I mean, some of the drag race girls, I mean, everyone says it's hell. Like, it's not the most fun experience. But then you talk to some of like, the people that have like made it pretty far. And those are the people that I think found the way to make it fun and enjoy That's the That's what moment. I'm saying. Like, sure, it's hell. But like, we all been through hell. Like, it's hell Girl. when you have three shows in a night, but you live when you're on stage. Girl, like, three shows in a night. Are you ready, Hanny? Okay. Like, if you can do that, you can do drag race. Like, if you can. Uh -huh make it through a panoramic, you can do Drag Race. You We've been through hell. Girl, you can make it through this panini, you can get on Drag Race. <laughs> okay, we've been through hell, and we're going to keep going if it means $100,000 on the other side. Okay? <laughs> Absolutely. 
But anyway, let's get into this episode. We are on episode six, the Discomentary. Six, and, and we still have the five girls on the show. Right. Absolutely. It's episode six, <laughs> and only two, three girls have gone home. Two. Two. Only two girls have gone home. <sighs> That's ridiculous. Anyway, um, <laughs> Joey J went home. How do you feel uh-huh. about that? Okay. I mean, the girl literally labeled herself the filler queen. I was like, okay, bye. Right. Like, I'm surprised she didn't go home first. But for me, it's just like, I still think Joey is apparently has only been doing drag for like a couple years, maybe three, four. And I think that there's still so much development and character that needs to happen. Yeah. He's going to get there because I think that he's really talented. And I hate when drag queens have boy names because I forget to call them she. I'm saying Joey, and in my head, I'm like, he, he, he. But this is the stage name. This is the female fantasy. So um, I still think that there's so much more development. And I feel like that's why we saw her sashay away at the time that she did. Right. Yeah, I just feel like she didn't really know. I'm confused as to how she got on the show. But then I remind myself that somebody has to go home first and that they cast with that in mind. Um, Also, that, that little motherfucker pretty to look at. Oh, of course. That definitely played heavily. Oh, such into a cute it. little boy. Like such they were like, boy. "Oh, you're gonna be the trade of the season." But yeah, it's I just really, like I don't like I don't like deeming one person the trade of the season because I think you should go into the mind frame that everybody is the trade of the season to somebody. Right. That's my thing. Like, They're all freaking cute. Is somebody's type. So my thing is, my trade of the season may be different than your trade of the season. My trade of the season has got Mick. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you and this got make obsession. <laughs> I have a crush, I think, every season, and got make is my season's crush this season. Love you, got make. If you're okay, looking for a boyfriend, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, but if you're listening to this, if you're gay and you want a cute boyfriend that also does drag, holla at me. I'm tall, okay. I'm 6'1. I love it. I love it. Oh my god. But we're back in the workroom, and yes. Miss Olivia. <laughs> Is like so untucked, ladies. Uh, How'd you feel? Are we okay? <laughs> what did you think about untucked? Loved it. I loved it too. I was loved like, it. yes, good TV. Loved it, team. Te- uh, team Tamisha in this argument. Absolutely. I saw both of their sides, and I was just like, this is normal drag drama. This ain't nothing to write home I just about. Think Tamisha just held her own and I just love like you know I'm not gonna be too many bitches have you heard this phrase before like when someone's calling you out of your name and you tell someone I'm not gonna be called out of my name too many times yeah I've heard this it's definitely more popular amongst um queens of color Southern. Oh, but I love yeah. it uh and then also I like you can you're gonna hit you may hit a lot of things but I'm but not, gonna, not gonna hit me things. bitch to me she's just a walking quote like right I wanna so I wanna put everything she says on merch Okay, and I'm sure she will. Look, she's going to have shoes that say, I said what I said. said. The lady said, go home. So funny. I love it. And I love this moment where Tamisha says, this is what I said. That is what you heard. Because that is so important. Like, you can hear something through your triggered brain uh-huh. But that's not what she said. She said, I don't care for some of y'all. You y'all heard, I don't reason like why you. Because y'all have some nasty attitudes. And the thing is, I don't like when Tina jumped in. She's like, where did that come from? The thing is, where it came from is the fact that this has been bubbling up. 
And I feel like the way y'all asked about who was in the bottom and when it was answered, the way y'all accepted who was the bottom, like, oh yeah, that sounds right. I was just like, that to me, that came off kind of rude. Like, what you mean that sounds right, bitch? With your red and yellow outfit, I would tell you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mind yours. Right, that's the thing. But we we don't want to go there. We want to know where it came from. But it's just like I don't think it matters where it came from. She from said. It, it was genuine. That's how she feels about y'all. And Candy, did anyone ask you about who you thought should have been in the bottom of the week before? But you just offered up, you know, which how you feel. No one asked you well, where that came from, girl. It's right, you feel it's in the moment. Exactly. But Candy wants to dead it. She's so like... question, do you think Candy's arrogant? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I do. Th I think so, too. But I like her, though. I think Rosé said that, it best. Rosé's like, I think you are arrogant. That doesn't make you make me like you any less. I, I love Candy. I'm living for her. I, exactly. Same. And I think in that moment, I don't think she... I think she knew the, like, connotation of arrogant more than she knew actually what it meant. Yeah, girl. I think that she had to go, she had a Google moment. Or she had right. to tap her, her story producer. What's arrogant mean again? Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, if somebody calls you, like, ostentatious, like, oh, I'm ostentatious. Uh, girl. It's like, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> it just exactly. sounds like something you don't want to be called. <laughs> but yeah, so Candy's like, whatever, it's over, goodbye. Um, and she says that Tamisha's dead to her. And Tamisha says, okay. I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. So it's a new day in the workroom and, you know, we've got another mini challenge that somewhat relates to drag this time. They've got to make wallpaper dresses. And to prove that their outfit stands out, they have to model it in front of wallpaper of the same type. <laughs> Stunning. I love a right. messy moment. I'm all Would you be that. interested in this challenge? This yes, minute? I love crafty stuff. I love that they gave them 30 minutes. I think that's enough time to like take some paper and turn it into mm -hmm. something cute. I think that this these type of challenges, I think the hardest thing about this stuff is about thinking of an idea immediately and executing it. Because I think the thinking is where everyone gets stuck on instead of the doing. Like find an idea and just stick with it and just see it through. Right, just like go, there's no time to hesitate. Mm -hmm. And if you have a partner and they seem to have an idea, if you didn't come up with it fast enough, trust that they have an idea and just help them see that idea through. Yep, Excellent. yep, yep, yep. But a good thing, I mean, an interesting thing about these partners, I won't say it's a good thing because it might not be a good thing for everybody, but an interesting thing about these partners is that they will be partners for the mini and the main, which that I think is interesting. Cool. Yeah, we don't really see that that often on this show. Well, I like whenever the mini challenges actually affect the main, because that sometimes they just throw these mini challenges in on my like, girl. This was just for the straight people to laugh at us. Yes, it doesn't actually make sense. It doesn't relate to drag. I like when but... there's a connection. I like when you like either win power to like pick or pick casting, select your spot so you can come for yourself or pick the spots for everybody else. Right. I, love, I like this idea of like, if you partner with someone here, you partner with them to, for the challenge. I like the, the cause and effect. because, And it, I don't think we're ooh. seeing that on like this season as much. Like I remember seeing it on UK, like almost every week, it seems like there's something like that affects the challenge. But yeah. this one, I don't think we've seen it. I think maybe we'll see it next week where they get to pick their role or something. But yeah, they have to pair up 
which is kind of awkward because we got Elliot and Tamisha looking from left to right because nobody wants to be on a team with them. And it's sad, but I kind of get it. Like, Tamisha just had this explosive moment with Candy. Well, I think everyone kind of just paired off who they were comfortable with. Yeah. It, it, definitely, it definitely was RuPaul's best friend race in the selection. For sure. Because we've got Candy, Tina, and Got Mick. We've got Denali and Rosé. Yeah, they bonded over that. I think Simone and Lala Ree just bond over being, like, two girls of color. And they have been they were both in the winner's circle, too. Right. Utica and Olivia. And then... Which, you know, they both kind of, like, quirky fun. And I think, weren't they both... No, they weren't both in the group. But Olivia seems to, like, be liked by everybody. She kind of has, like, that persona. Yeah, exactly. And then Elliot and Tamisha, the leftovers. But... It was cute. It was, you know, it was a little moment where you saw that it was like, oh, nope, somebody already picked Olivia. Oh, nope. Oh, oh well, uh, I guess we're together. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, girl, well, let's let's get it. Yeah. I mean, I did kind of feel bad for Tamisha, though, because I don't feel like, I, I feel like because of the, the fight and the way she is, like, I think that they might have pulled away from her just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but to get into these looks, we've got Candy, Tina, and Got Mick up first with their tuna roll dress. What do you think of this fashion? It's cute. I like it. Right. I love the silhouette. Not to be... Uh... I love that they picked Mick to be their, their model. Less fabric, less paper to use. Period. Yep. <laughs> Mick is such a tiny little, like, little Barbie. Exactly. And she definitely knows how to model. She does. So, yes. But it's a cute little dress. It's got a little high-low moment, a big bow. We love that. It's easy to make out of paper. <laughs> and then next we've got uh, Denali and Rosé with Button Foster. It reminds me of, um, what's that, Coraline? It's with very Coraline with the buttons for eyes. They did like a petal circle skirt with a little overall top. Okay. It was cute. Then we have Elliot and Tamisha with Tiger Queen. I love it. Print. I love the big structured shoulders. It's very 80s. It's very like, okay, you know how to make clothes. It's very like Tamisha had a hand in this. Well, yeah, Elliot I can make clothes too. I think she did. And I, I also love that, like, the referencing, like, I even think their commentary was one of the best commentary too. Yes. And spoiler alert, they won the challenge. So it makes sense. And then the next we have Utica and Olivia. <laughs> girl. What did you think? What did you think? I think that this, we've had this conversation. I think that this is another time where like Utica is great and what they did was great. But then she just goes, it's like there's Corky and then there's Utica. It's, like, <laughs> it's this, it's this extraterrestrial level of quirkiness that I don't think anyone has ever seen on Drag Race. So I think right. in a lot of moments, it could be like, girl, what you doing, girl? You okay? But my thing is, it doesn't feel like it's not genuine. This feels like no, it's it does just feel genuine. It feels very genuine. Is. It's just so bizarre. Whereas, like, with some people, like, I don't know, maybe, like, Max, it feels like they're going out of their way to be extra. Oh, you it mean doesn't feel like you could. Yeah. Huh? You mean really? that fake accent? That the fake accent, the silver wigs, the, the whole sitting down. and <laughs> I like anyway. Max, though. I was into Max. I was into her, too. I thought she was super I'm cool. I'm into Utica, too. I like Utica. 
I love Utica, but I can see why they are, you know, kind of over it. I just, I just, it makes me sad because I think she's really fascinating and I want more of her on TV because I, every week I'm just like, what is she going to do? Oh, we're, we're going to find out this episode, huh? Okay. So then we have Simone and Lala Ree in their pizza couture. Awful. <gasps> um. Awful. We've got pasties, pizza pasties. Girl, didn't you just got land in the bottom for not having enough on? And then you come out in a mini challenge and still don't put nothing on? It's literally the same exact like silhouette, basically. But the funny part is neither one of them know how to make clothes. So like, why would they even pair with each other? Girl. <laughs> they was, like, I, I don't think it was sold what they were doing before they paired up, huh? I don't think so, but yeah. yeah, it was just so funny because, of course, the two queens that can't sew come up with this uh, hodgepodge situation. Girl, anytime a girl doesn't know how to sew, why does it always some pasties come out? Because you got to cover the top with something. Girl, pasties is coming out and a skirt's coming out. <laughs> oh, yes, the circle skirt. Easiest the circle thing to sew. The tube skirt. Once that's coming out, boo, trust. Something. Ugh. So they find out that Elliot and Tamisha win. They win uh, some home decor or something. And then we get to know the Maxi Challenge, which is, which is a disco documentary. Yes. Which I thought was very fun. It was very cute. They're going to be just dancing. Which That was so shocking to me. I was just like, right. oh my God, are they not? I, I thought at first they forgot their words. I know. I was just like, wait, so we're not lip syncing? Why? Like, it would have been so easy to add. But I guess because it's disco, it's all about dance. Yeah. I would have loved to see them lip sync, though, because some of the songs are really cute. Can we <laughs> say, like, snaps for the, the vocal artists that did this uh, discomentary? She, I think it was the same girl all the way through, or at least a couple of different women. Right. It slayed. They the definitely do awesome. slay. Um, every time they do the vocals for, well, not every time, but most of the time, they slay when they do these little drag oh, races. I loved it. I thought that I want to download the whole discomentary. Like, loved it. I bet it'll be on iTunes. I'm sure. Available on iTunes. <laughs> hey, so Joe. we have Candy, Tina, and Gottmik with Birth of Disco, Denali and Rose with Disco Fashion. We've okay. got Tamisha and Elliot with Disco and sex. Utica and Olivia with Studio 54. Mm -hmm. And Lala Ree and Simone with Disco Sucks. What do you think about these like categories for them? I, I think that it, there's no like just position. Everyone can rise to the challenge. Um, which one would you have wanted? I would have probably wanted... See, before I know that there's hula hoops involved, probably Disco and Sex. Okay, same. If I would have saw the titles, Disco and Sex would have been my first choice because that I love... That would have been our team. That would have been our team. I love a sexy moment. I'm, I'm, bitch, I'm the Southern Siren, my love. I'm all about being sexy. But, but I think hula hoops. knowing what they did and seeing the, um, the pieces, I probably would have wanted to be in Studio uh, 54. Absolutely. Yes. It seemed like the dancing was like simple and like gave a lot Fine, of like personality. You it. Yes, exactly. And that's why I think that spoiler alert, Olivia excelled. 
because it was like you were able to fall in love with her and see her personality, which is what we all want. So they get their assignments and they get to work. Um, like you said, I don't think that there is a bad placement. Everyone can rise to the occasion, but we will note that Olivia's group or Studio 54 and Disco uh, and Sex had props. Props. And then uh, Disco Fashion had the hardest choreography. So that, and then I guess Birth of a Disco, you start the show. So there's that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know. So do you think that this was one of those um, things that they were told before they got to the show that they needed to bring a disco outfit? I or hope not, because looking at what some of the girls are wearing, it's like, ugh. <laughs> I think that this is one of the things that they were told to bring. Because some of them were like too like on the point 70s to not be told to bring that. Okay, and these I are, wonder these are, how that works. See, this, is where, this is where we go back to saying that we're always thinking about what they're being like, the back-ended things. Right. So I definitely think this is something that they were told. I don't think that they either, you know, you get your list. You don't really know what's going to be a runway, what's going to be something you need for a challenge. It's just a list of telling you what clothes to bring. That's what I'm definitely. saying. So like, because like this couldn't have been a runway. Denali would have been eaten alive. Unless, unless she does have a disco outfit she doesn't think she can dance in it as hard because she thought it was a runway. Mm. So she switched it. Cause that's something that. that too, like how um, Got Mick switched his train with his sheer cause he didn't get to wear his sheer because he wasn't in that episode. That's fair, that's fair. I can see that, but I just wish that they would say mini and main. Just let them know which one is a mini and which one is a main. No, cause they want you, I think they want you to put your effort into everything. Yeah, but they also want to catch some people off guard if they're like, oh, yes, this probably that ain't nothing. <laughs> I was, like the I loved, baby look. I love so much of the clothes from the main challenge. Love right. the fact. But like look, the last week with the baby runway, or no, the baby mini challenge. I think they just provided clothes for them. Some of them, but Olivia had like a custom outfit with her name on it. Like some of them brought stuff for that. And Utica had like an oversized pamper. So like some of them had stuff designed. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I guess if I'm looking at the thing and I see baby, I'm gonna think that's probably a mini challenge, but I would certainly bring hope. something in case it wasn't. Let us hope, girl. Cause I was like, girl, I ain't crawling on that runway. Okay. <laughs> so then we get to the walkthroughs where RuPaul walks to the table and, and has them walk up to her. It's a six feet apart table. Where it's a walk up, not a walk through. <laughs> did you clock this the first episode? I noticed a lot of people did not clock this. Yes, it was episode. a subtle change, but we were just like, oh, okay, COVID, got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, I'm looking at what Simone has in her hand and that's not what she wore in the challenge. Mm -hmm. Interesting. She wore something white. Right, so maybe it is that there was a runway that they thought it would be and they just switched it up. Anyway. It up to be more performance. Right. Of, I mean, what you had an idea to walk to, this up. Something being a performance piece and being a runway piece, two totally different types of things. Absolutely. You got to be able to move. You got to be able to boogie. Yep. So we find out about Denali and Rosé that they both have dance background. Denali used to work on cruise ships and uh, Rosé 
I guess, isn't Stephanie's child. They didn't really talk about her dance background, but they Rose, did. Talk I think this Rose is a theater kid. That makes sense. And they talk about her holding back because Rue's like, how are you going to win? You were so close. And she's like, I think I'm holding back. And RuPaul's like, yeah, being perfect is boring. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, I'm not really here for the, I think I'm holding myself back. I think it's the fact is that you're just not pushing through. That's very valid. But I think she also says, uh, they talk about like the idea of trying to appear perfect and like trying to, I think it's girls on the US version are overproducing themselves. They're trying to yes. like, Come up with Absolutely. the catchphrases and let like, it go. I think that Rue said it really best. And I think he said it to Naomi. He's like, what are you afraid you're going to do? And all stars. And she's like, I'm afraid I'm going to say something stupid and make myself look like a fool. And Rue's like, good. So make yourself look stupid and look like a fucking fool. Like, girl, we're not perfect people. Like, I talk all the time and girl, I'm an educated person. I have a college degree, but I'll mess up on something. I'll say a word wrong. You ask me to spell something. I don't know how to spell it. I'm not out over here trying to act like I'm the smartest person in the world. I'm an educated person that makes mistakes. We all do. Absolutely. Like, and you have to be willing to do that in order to grow and get better. Otherwise, like, and perfect just... is boring. No yeah. one likes a perfect person. Bruce says it. Makes, it. Them, Bruce it says makes it. them like, feel inferior. Exactly. Perfect is boring. And I think that's the thing about Rose is that she's so concerned about how she looks and how it comes across. And it's just like, girl, relax. Relax. Which is crazy because when she said, like, when she, like, later on the episode, when she describes, like, herself and, like, how she is back home, you know, when I, I'm a fan of Stephanie's Child, I'm a good friend with Laguna Blue, who's in the, the, the third that has not been on Drag Race yet. Next um, season, probably. Let's, let us hope. And she's actually from Louisiana. I'm not sure if you knew that. Yes. She's from Baton Rouge. Right. So, um, sh uh, like, when I would see, like, them live performing stuff, she was always the, the goofy one. Like, she was the one that would always, like, crack the jokes and all this other stuff. I'm like, I'm not seeing that Rosé at all. Yet. At all. I wonder if that's going to be her second half storyline. Like, second half of the competition, if she makes it that right far. Here. Like, And then her... also, though we're six episodes in, we're still, like, technically really early where there's so many girls. We're still not getting to know them yet because there's still so many of them. It's hard for one episode to get storyline from all of them. There's still girls that, like, Though we got so much storyline for them in the first three episodes, and now it's like almost like they're not even there anymore. Rose's one of those people. I think mm -hmm. Lala Ree's kind of one of those people too. Like we're not Olivia. We're not really hearing much from those people right now. Right. It's all about Gopnik, Candy, Tina, Tamisha. And that's how the show works. Like, you know, like some people get their stories, some people get their edits, and some people they get them later. And I think sometimes looking doing my Nancy Druin that sometimes that means that they're going to last longer because yes. we don't need to know their story just yet. You know, we're going to get their story later on. Right. Exactly. Cause you got to think they edit this as a total package. <laughs> so then we get to Tina, Mick and Candy and Rue is quizzing the girls. Like Rue is really coming for these girls in these uh, walkthroughs these days, asking them questions. So she asks, uh, Tina and Candy what their favorite disco songs are. Oh no, she asked Got Mick what their favorite disco songs are. Um, what are your favorite, top three favorite disco songs? <laughs> okay, um, Where It Started From is my number one. Yes. Uh, I love, would you consider Last Dance Disco? Yeah, I think so. Last Dance and then Hot Stuff. Okay, word. Yes. <laughs> And See, these are all have... these are all songs that I have performed. 
you answered that so much quicker than these girls did. <laughs> well, I'm all, I'm also older than some of the girls. That's fair. I, I know I'm definitely older than Got Making Candy. I'm not older than Tina. <laughs> but yeah, Mick is like, um, I think I'm gonna keep that to myself for now. She's so good at like throwing the questions right back to Rue, just being like, uh -huh. nope. I don't know what you're talking about. My baby and, can do no wrong. So and then, and then um, Candy, she's like asking Candy if she knows the difference between Donna Summer and Diana Girl, Ross. Girl, she said, and one dead. Oh, <laughs> she said, no, definitely. And she's like, no. And she's like, no, like, yes. Like, definitely, yes. <laughs> Girl. I do and of find, course, Rue doesn't get it. Do you huh. find that Rue is laughing a lot more? These, these, like, especially between now, this season in UK, I find that he is like, he has this new, like, laugh. It's this hard, like, wheezy, like, has to stop everything laugh. It's like, I've never seen him laugh like that before. I think some of the girls genuinely take Rue all the way down, like, just make her cackle. And I think it's Candy. I think it was that Utica moment with the marijuana. Utica. Oh, bitch. That was hilarious. Right? And then those girls on the UK, they are just funny. Like, Lawrence Lawrence Cheney. She loves her so Lawrence Cheney. Um, yes. So, yeah. So, she talks about disco. She talks about how it unified a generation and all of that. Yes. And then she says, okay, bye. Um, and after yeah. she leaves Unifying the, the world. Peace. Right? Like, we don't even get to see walkthroughs for all of the groups. We only get to see those few. And they then always, the yeah, girls... I always get so aggravated. I'm like, girl, did you just feel like you didn't get what you needed from that group to, like, put it on air? Like, probably. Maybe not. But also, they need more time for, you know, drama and True. sitting in front of the mirror and telling our sad stories. Um, <laughs> girl, uh, tell me about the time your dad died. Right. So they speculate about the judging. They're like, do we think that this is going to be like, you're all judged individually? Or are we going to be in the bottom as a group? And somebody is so funny. They say, what if y'all are in the bottom? Do you think it'll be a three-way lip sync with a double elimination? <laughs> Love that. I was like, bitch, that is how you play the game. Get on in her head. It was like, she was joking, obviously, but it was funny to me. So then okay, we get in let's just okay. Well, obviously, spoiler alert, um, they don't do that, they get judged individually. Right. Uh if you had to pick a team based off of their performance, who would what team would have been in the bottom for you? Ooh, good question. I think it would have been the the, the first group, Candy Great, Mick, and Tina. I absolutely and, agree. And I think and, that Got Mick and Candy should have been the two to lip sync, and I think Tina could have been safe. Yes, and I think that the reason they didn't do that is because Got Mick would have gotten sent home, mm -hmm. and they didn't want that. But my, ba my baby, she can't land in the bottom because I love my baby, but she's not a performer. <laughs> but at the same time, if we want to put Tamisha in the bottom for whatever reason, like if that was just on their agenda, then they could have put Elliot down there too. And had Tamisha Sinelli at home, I would have been totally fine with that. <laughs> but I actually think that maybe they thought that Elliot would have beat Tamisha. Not on that song, not on that day. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I forget about thinking about the song. Right, uh, like Elliot bro, and speaking, Dan. Speaking of the song, thank you for teaching me that Mary J. Blige does not sing Hit 'em Up style. Oh my it is, God. It is Blue Contrail. 
so sorry. I'm sorry. I've been invited to the cookout, but I think my invitation was revoked. My bad. Oh my god. <laughs> she asked me. She was like, "Mary J. Blige sings that, right?" I'm like, "No, girl. That's no. Blue Cantrell. She might have been a one-hit wonder, but we're gonna put some respect." That on one. Her name. That one hit slaps. Okay, that's the song. So anyway, I think that Elliot would have been able to dance, but she wouldn't have been able to sell that song like it needed to be sold. That's true. Um, That's true. But yeah. Anyway, we get to rehearsal and the trio is up first. The reason I think that they would have been at the bottom is because like Tina's got it. She sells it. But Candy and Got Mick, it's eyes to the left, eyes to the right, checking for security and, uh-huh. and forgetting moves and figuring it out. And also two of the worst outfits. Yeah. Oh, to the worst school outfits. Very plain. Yeah. Boring. Mm-hmm. No sense of style or just no personal. If you didn't style tell me it was disco, I wouldn't have known. Exactly. Candy looked like she was just somebody's mama come and pick them up after, you know, playing bridge with her friends and drinking mimosas. <laughs> but and to be honest, didn't... I don't even remember Gottmik. That shows me like he should have been in the bottom. Like I don't even remember yeah. what he did. And I barely I can't even tell you what color he wore in the performance. I don't remember, honestly. I just remember that curly, fluffy wig. Um, Which was nice. But Mick is struggling, but they're doing this dance move called the seatbelt, and I didn't know it was called the seatbelt. Did you? It's the, uh, uh. Yeah. It's like you're pulling the seatbelt. I didn't know it was called the seatbelt. I know the move because I, I do it in my um, my hacks. All the time. Absolutely. Yeah. We all do it. But, like, I didn't know that it was called the seatbelt. That was cute to learn. <laughs> I mean, maybe that uh, maybe that choreographer, that choreographer just calls, calls it that. Seatbelt. Which, by the way, uber cutie, ooh, super cute. All of these choreographers are freaking cute. Yes, ooh. I love when they have Y'all those two. Me dance. Um, those two like guys from the UK. Like it looks like you're about to take a shit. Like I love, oh, love them. Uh, they are so pretty over I there. I forget their names and I feel bad. But yes, I know who you're talking about though. So then we get to Elliot and Tamisha, and it's they like, oh, by the way. Y'all got hula hoops. And I'm like, bitch, what? Are you serious? But well, so, why when Elliot says he didn't want the hula hoop baby, he sounded like somebody's 10-year-old child. I don't want to <laughs> eat broccoli. I don't want a hula hoop. But yeah, then we find out that Tamisha has a ostomy bag still attached yeah. to her from having cancer. Gag. And that's a gag because we had no clue up until this point. She's already done a lip sync. She's already she done has a been dance on six challenge. episodes. She's already done the musical th- thing that they did. Like, yeah. It's intense, but she is a fighter. And I think she's showing that. And I think it's, I don't know if it's like to her detriment that she didn't tell them sooner because do you think maybe they, they would have gone a little easier. Or do you huh? think that they would have like said like medically, like, oh, this is not a good idea. Like, and just what that's been her the mind. risk. That's the risk. Either they would have gone a little easier on her or they would have said, oh, nope, you got to go. That's too much. So I don't know. I mean, they still found, they before judging, they found out about this because she said it on the main stage and it still put her, she was still put in the bottom. So Right. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And I also wonder if, you know, after Eureka that they probably have waivers that they sign now saying, you know, if you get hurt, it ain't on us. Yeah. <laughs> Like they have to at this point. I, I'm just, I'm sure that already existed. To be honest with you, I think from um, experience, um, when you sign your waivers, that's in there. It should, it should, but who knows? 
And then um, Denali and Rosé, girl. Denali showing off. So you think it should be a fan kick or should we break it? Girl, you bendy princel, bitch. We get it. You're dance. We, we get, get it. it. Girl, I love Rosé. Bitch, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was, like, that hilarious. Was so they are great. We get it. Y'all are wonderful. Y'all the team to beat. Whatever. And then we get to Utica and Olivia. Who have these little scarves, these flags? I which love is funny. I love me a flowy moment. It's funny because of that God hates flag, God loves flags thing that they had to do that yes. Utica almost got in trouble for the first time. But this time it's it's you know. Do you know like from the run through when they showed Olivia doing her run through? I knew she was gonna win. Yeah, it just you, she has the spirit of a winner here. She just, like, oh, bitch, she's just owning it. Like, oh, my God, you could just tell that she was going to go in and kill it. Mm-hmm. And I love Denali, and I love Rosé as much as I can at this point. Um, but I don't know. I just don't feel like they have winning yet. Like, I don't I don't see them winning The thing is, yet. is that they are both still trying to prove that they shouldn't have lost their first lip syncs. That's still in the back of their brain. They're still mm. consistently battling with that first episode. And Olivia, th- she wasn't in the bottom group. She won her lip sync. And you could tell that she's not, she doesn't have that thing in the back of her head. That like, baggage. That baggage. She's just living in that moment. She, and what she's been doing this whole episode, which is why she won her lip sync against Rosé, living in the moment, performing in the moment. That's my thing. Just like be in the moment. You, you, but that's I get that vibe from Olivia and Rose just in general, like that they're just trying to prove something, whether it's like to themselves or to the people back home or to RuPaul. I mean, or these New York girls put a lot of pressure on themselves to live up to some standard that I don't I don't think that the city of New York talks. I don't think that it has a voice. Um, so I don't think that it, the city of New York is like, bitch, if you don't do it this way, we will never allow you back. Girl. Well, I think it's the, like you said, the pressure that they put on themselves. Yeah. Like, it's... oh, I'm this big queen. Like, Britta did it really hard with the, I'm the queen of New York. And no, blah, blah, blah. it's like, sweetie, sweetie. Britta sweetie. just gave me a fucking Natalie from Bad Girls Club. I run LA. I'm Natalie. I run LA. That's all Britta. Britta was like the Bad Girls Club New York girl on Right. But it's like, 12. you can't do that to yourself because then you're going to be trying to live up you, to this expectation. Yeah, and then when you don't live up to it in every moment, you're actually consistently telling yourself you're failing. Yes, absolutely. And that's why uh, fast forward to the end of the episode when they are called safe, they have these disappointed looks on their face. Sweetheart, when I get on the show, every week that I am safe is a good fucking week. Oh, I hate that I'm whiny not bullshit that you're safe and you're not getting a critique. Girl, shut up. If they don't have anything to say to me, we gonna we gonna keep it pushing. <laughs> and you know, the thing is also like you know, a lot of them took that thing to heart. I remember the first episode Rue ever said like, "You're safe," and he made the girl stop before they walked to the back and said, "And by the way, safe is an ugly word, and y'all should do better to impress me next time." Ever since that, the girls don't want to be safe. Girl, fuck that shit. RuPaul did that for dramatic effect. Exactly, it she says it every show, season at this love. point. She says it every single season. And I would rather be safe than in danger. Exactly. Girl, I'd rather be able to kick off my shoes, drink this little fucking can or whatever the fuck this bullshit you're giving me this season, and have my little supper little sit on the couch in a little tea session. Exactly. Okay? 
and I will try what next the hell week are to they rise above. What is that crap? Uh, is it bubbly this season? What's bubbly? I think it's just sparkling water. So I ain't got no alcohol in it? I don't know. Can I? I'm sorry, but can I have a Pepsi, please? Like, I need something with some fit. Like, I need me some caffeine fizziness. Oh, yeah, it's it like up. sparkling water. I don't think that it has any alcohol in it. Girl, Are they I'm not so giving aggravated. them alcohol anymore? I'm so Somebody fucked it up for everybody. I know, right? Because the tea is, I bet money, even though they, because I remember at the time that they, I've heard that they only give them like a one drink, like stipend each episode, like each untucked. Yes. And then what I think was happening is girls didn't want to drink their drinks. So one girl was drinking like three other girls' drinks and she was getting I've drunk. I've heard that. That has definitely happened on some seasons um, because the famous B Raven lip sync, I heard that they were both pretty drunk. <laughs> and I heard that B was drunk for Black Velvet when she did her original season. Maybe that was it. But yeah, it, it yeah. She so, was smashed. But then and then we actually learned in her all-star seasons that she's a recovering alcoholic. Makes sense. So when you're a pressure sense. cooker, it'll bring it out of you. The only thing I'm addicted to is um, candles. So if I could bring my Bath and Body Works <laughs> candles, can I light this in my hotel room? Like, okay, I look. Need, I, need, I need for this room to smell like pumpkin pecan waffles every single time I come in here. So... For my sanity. For my sanity and for my soul. So light this shit up. I need a I need a lighter and I don't need no matches. I want a lighter because I'm fish. I don't do matches. Okay, but they'll be like, no, you're not gonna be smoking in our <laughs> girl. Nobody wanna room. smoke. I wanna light this damn candle, bitch. <laughs> okay, could somebody light this candle for me? Girl, I don't care. Whoever, Tiffany production team, like this somebody, candle. anybody. But yeah, so we get back into the workroom and Candy, Tamisha, and Got Mick have this little Tina, mean Tina. girls on three moment. Oh, who did I say? You said Tamisha. Oh, Lord. Not that. The not teen names, the girl. Queens. The teen names. Not getting the old queens mixed up. <laughs> That's shade, girl. That's shade. Tina and Got Mick and Candy. There's no good official name for them because Velasca Talks is undefeated and their names just don't go together yeah we tried it just doesn't but we tried at the viewing party but it just wasn't working mm -hmm. um like they a click the mean girls Girl, what do you think about the mean girls i just think it's a lack of originality why does your why does a group of friends have to have a name like can y'all just be friends yeah <laughs> i guess that's just, well, that's just i guess to me tina you too old to be in click names and the other two girls, I'm allowed them to be young and be ignorant and just be, girl, let me not throw around words that Candy don't know. She gonna be hollering at me. And, ah, I, and I'm like, and I'm like, Tamisha, bitch, I won't be too many bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you could try a lot of things in this world, but I'm not one of them. Right. But yeah, I think it's just like they uh, wanted yeah. it to be known that they were forming a click and that it's cute or whatever. But it's like, yeah, it's it's not a good look. It the show is already so, shown. To me, though, do you just feel like Got Mix so out of place in this group? Well, you can see after they say, like, on three mean girls, Got Mick makes he the rolls his to eyes. the camera. He's just like, uh, I don't really like this, but y'all are my friends, so I guess. Y'all are my comfort blanket. I guess I'll go with it. She's kind of giving me, like, the like the Alaska of the group, like, yep, yep, very that. And, and I, and I think that, uh, Candy's definitely like the Roxy. And then that would make Tina the detox. 
I could see it. Yeah, I could yeah, see, I could see it. that. I mean, but I don't ever want to put Tina and Detox in the same sentence because Detox knows how to wear clothes. <laughs> Detox knows how to paint. Ah! So yeah, there's not much similarity there, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. So then we get to Tamisha and uh, wait, no, no, no. Then we get to um, Olivia. She talks about her weight journey and how she has yes. lost a lot of weight. And she's been 300 she... pounds at one point in time. Yeah, and that that like severely affected her growing up. That I mean, I well, I I can't necessarily relate because I I've, I've been thin my whole life, and um, but I have a roommate that is on a weight loss journey, and I just know like, you know, we've all been picked on for something, but to be picked on about your weight and like your body image, I mean, body dysphoria, especially in the queer community, is so rampant and um apparent. You know, we have this idea in the queer community what's considered the staple of beauty. And what's considered the staple of attractiveness. And to be considered the anti that, like, I already know the internal dialogue that must be happening. And that's rough. And, it, right. it, and it's, it's, it's a hard journey because it's work to get to the other end of it and actually lose weight and get to a place where you're happy with your body. And that's what I tell people all the time is it's like, it's not about making other people happy. Because I will tell you this, any, everybody in the world, there's somebody that's attracted to you. So yes. you are somebody's ultimate. You make somebody wet out there in the world. So stop trying, <laughs> stop trying to find the people that ain't going to be attracted to you. Start finding the people that are. But I also think that it's more about making yourself happy and like getting up to a great place where you look in the mirror and you like what you see and you're happy. Yes, with you absolutely. So I'm glad and that I think that she's huh? there. I'm glad that she's made it there because I mean, yes. I, I think Olivia's like amazing. Drop dead gorgeous. She says that you know she doesn't even look at the scale anymore as long as she feels good then that's good enough for her yes. and i'm like that is a beautiful place to be that is a beautiful place to be very happy so, for her. and i like that we got to actually zero in on her a little bit right because we don't get nothing from her up until this moment besides success <laughs> and tiny bags <laughs> and, and tiny bags <laughs> So then we get into Candy talking about her personality and open up, opening up about that, saying that her mom was in and out of jail and she always feels like she's on the defense and that that's why she came that way in Untucked. But it's also that she has grown a lot and doesn't have to do that. She knows she doesn't have to do that, but, you know, she slipped up in that moment, which I understand because you're in a freaking pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a situation that none of them have ever been in in their lives ever, except for maybe Tamisha having done pageants before. But, like, when you're in this situation on national TV with a bunch of other queens trying to knock you off the game, it's a lot. Um... Uh, I, like completely subject Joe, but I, I'm watching the the feed right here, and it's so funny how I can tell that girls are really good at doing their makeup fast. Like so many girls are so much faster in their process, and I can just tell Candy's been talking so much and like not doing her makeup because she's literally <laughs> just in the early stages of like her eyebrows and stuff while everyone's actually working on like eye work and like finishing their makeup. It's because she's just That's sitting there saying, "Me girls," so she must actually know how to do her makeup pretty fast. But that's true. But at the same time, I do feel like they sometimes skip around. Oh, you're right. That's also true too. That does. So I try to look within the frame to see like 
where they are against each other. Yeah, like that does play a part. Just in watching it too. the show, like Denali's eye makeup just jump back and forward. You know, mm -hmm. it just depends on like how the the flow of the conversation can all just like relate and stuff like right, that. Right, because I I sometimes get confused. I know that they're mic'd, but the way that like background noise works, like they don't take turns having these conversations. I feel like they have different conversations going on at the mm -hmm. same time, and, and then they, they just, just like pinpoint in on a girl if they're having right. You know, they're they're trying to film a lot in one time. So they're just gonna bounce. That's why that happens. But um it was nice to get that little background from Candy. It makes us understand her a little bit more. And you know, someone that, you know, I went through a lot growing up with like bullying and stuff like that. And I had to I became a loud person when I came out because I had to deal with a lot of bullying because I was the only gay kid in my school that was out. I came out at 14 years old to my parents. And so like I get that, like having I don't really necessarily get because I had good parenting, but like dealing with like this. <laughs> I mean, I had good parents. Uh, she said I was raised right. I was raised right, <laughs> but like I, I, I know that th th having to battle with that personality that people clash with, and it's just like mm -hmm. it can come off. It makes you feel like you're doing something wrong when really you're just trying to get your point across. You know? Absolutely, absolutely, and I mean. I think she just has a big personality and she doesn't necessarily know how to mesh well with people because she's been on that defense, you know, feeling mm -hmm. like she always has to like fight and defend herself. And it's like, no, we can just be cool. Yeah. Like, or not cool without fighting. <laughs> like that's fine. But I, I do I do love a fight. But okay, I do love but a fight. you know, we it ain't always time for that. <laughs> no, you're right about that. There's a time and a place. But anyway, we get into the runway and RuPaul comes out in this purple sequenced gown. Yes, sequenced. What did you think about it? I, I, I mean, I liked it. I think she, she looks beautiful. I just said that we, uh, I think we said it on the, the, um, the live viewing that I just wanted some of that pink to be like to the bottom. Like, like, yeah, even if it was like just like some panels in it some panels around that would have been gorgeous. Right. But I mean, I love, I love Ru and Ginger. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. I do wish that the pink just like peeked out at the bottom just a little bit. Like even if it was a short little ruffle that went up into a little slit, like just give us a little bit more. But Zali can do no wrong. This is gorgeous. And I'm she sure looks great. And I'm sure yeah. I'm sure this dress like rips off into like sweats in the bottom so she can sit down at the panel and be chill. Absolutely. Cause you know that's her MO. <laughs> Baby, comfort. And then we've got Lonnie Love on the panel, which is super exciting. Love, I Lonnie. love that they have. Did you love her on Celebrity Drag Race? Yes, so much. I love when they did the boy drag. That was hilarious. Which I love Lonnie Love. But I also love that they have, because of COVID, had the same people back again. Like having Nicole Byer on twice was just a blessing. And then, also and then Lonnie Love get, as like, well gave cool feedback from them because they've seen these queens already. So to see them another night. You know, they get that, like, oh, girl, like, d don't play that, because I was here last week, girl, and you was preaching this. Yeah, You have those little call-out moments, and actually you can, like, see someone's growth, because people are growing. Absolutely. I think that that should be a thing. And I also, I said it once on the podcast, I'll say it again. I think that we should be having, like, Drag Race alumni on the panel. Like, even if it's just winners. Can you imagine... Like, have somebody who knows drag in and out. Just get Shay. Just get Sasha. Just get, you know, BB. The winners. Bob. Oh, my God. Could you imagine Bob on the panel? I honestly think that 
Bob would be someone to take over the show if Rue decided to like step away and have someone else be oh, the face. Sure. I Bob for would sure. be my first choice. Right, but I think it could be a rotating panel of the winners. Like, I want to see them in the workroom. I thought of, I think I might have said this on the podcast. I'm not sure. But I think if they had like uh, an all-star winner or, you know, from the winner's circle come in every maybe week or so, and then they're with them from the beginning to the end. So they're like in the workroom with them. They get to know all the tea. They can offer advice. They can maybe help if they need help with something. Like, imagine if Shea Coulee was in the workroom when La La Ree was putting that together. We might have had a better episode. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, the whole point of Drag Race is that we need, we need, fa- like, we need someone to fail. Like, you know, you're we, right. You know, we can't have a season of everyone just growing and doing great because then when we're, it's never going to end. The girls are just going to continue growing and continue getting sickening, which is awesome, but it doesn't make necessarily for the best competition show. That's true. But that That's is really true. cool. That is really cool. That but honestly could I be a great want... like documentary moment. Like all the winners get together and like mentor local queens, not necessarily for drag race, but like, you know, help a girl develop her own drag. Yeah. I mean, I think you're describing we're here, but just with drag that queens. is very <laughs> here with, with actual drag queens. I'm so sick of whenever RuPaul Drag Race or RuPaul Drag Race queens get together to mentor people on drag and they always want to do non-drag queens. Bitch, help a bitch out. <laughs> help us get I do, on drag I do race. enjoy seeing like people experience the art of drag and getting an appreciation yes. for it. That's always awesome. But I, I really want definitely want to see something along those lines too. I want I want there to be like a competition where you can like win a spot on the season. That would be cool. That would be cool. I also want to jump back to the judging and talk about judges. Um, I think Leslie Jones needs to be a permanent judge. Yes. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, rotate between Lonnie Love, Nicole Byer, and uh, Leslie Jones. Period. Done. Black woman spot. Like, <laughs> literally, I think that. And then also, like, you know, like, Ross Matthews is kind of like our comedian role. So, like, he and he does have some really funny, like, puns. Like, he. He does deliver some really funny stuff, but I would love to see a female, a female of color on the panel consistently because I think they're just going to add a whole nother perspective. And I think honestly, our black queens are going to get a little bit more better feedback from that representation there because they're going to get some of those references that they're throwing out there that sometimes the judges don't get because though Rue is a black queen and a black, you know, a black person. You know, I feel like sometimes he's he's more into like more of what's been popular in white uh, mainstream white culture, right? So I think that like and, seeing know, Lonnie there to judge um, Simone on her do rag look, and she was like, "This is sick! Like this is black culture brought to fashion." And I was like, yes. "I think that it was so awesome to have someone there to catch the reference." You know, it's sad that we can't rely on Rue to do that, but whatever. Um... <laughs> Then there's also Laverne Cox. Like, why hasn't she been a judge? I love Laverne. But I think that maybe as a trans woman, I mean, did she really have anything to say whenever the whole she-male thing went down? Right. Yeah, she probably don't want to be on this damn show. But I just would love to see her on the panel. I love Laverne. Yeah. Same. Or even like... Oh, wait. Apparently she did have something to say. Or even Angelica Ross. I would love to see Angelica (gasps) Ross. Yes! Or Dominique Jackson. Or uh, MJ Rodriguez. Like, 
Let's have a pose crossover. Bring it. Yeah. Oh my God, they could do a whole ball challenge. Anyway, look, we could do this all day, y'all. I know. We could. But <laughs> let's get into this discomentary before we get too off track. Yes, discomentary <laughs> work. Uh, so the discomentary starts out with Tina, Mick, and Candy, or to Mick and D. No, the mean <laughs> girls. The meh girls. <laughs> and um, I personally didn't think that Candy did a bad enough job to be in the bottom. I thought that Mick looked lost well, uh, throughout. I so Tina comes out. Yeah. No, girl. The costume is doing all the work. It is. And we have Mick and uh, Candy on either side just kind of bopping. But Tina Tina is serving energy. Like, she's giving face. Yes. And she's hitting all the moves. Like, that's what I'm saying. Tina's not the problem here. I think everyone else just looks lost. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's not good. We're we're looking at it if you're wondering why yeah, we're like, it's just uh, it's uh-huh, it's uh uh-huh. I just feel like both Candy and Got Mick were weak, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Definitely could have been in the bottom two based on how everyone else does, but next we have Tamisha and Elliot. And I didn't think I didn't think it was that bad. I think that I mean they they said their main critique is that they can see that. Tamisha just wasn't in the moment. And I think that honestly, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that it wasn't that she was in the moment. It's because she wasn't lip syncing. She forgot her facials. Yes. Okay. I could see that completely. But there's like a moment here where she smiles. Yes. She's doing all the moves right. But if like, you notice, they zeroed answer. in on that one part in the beginning where like she's trying to circle mm-hmm. it. And I just think she just But focused. she's trying to freaking get a hula hoop to go on her arm. Like y'all, yeah. I just think that she just forgot her. I think up. she just forgot her facials because she wasn't lip syncing, which is your your lip sync does add to the face expressions. Absolutely, I could totally understand that, especially if you're not used to just dancing. Whenever she's performing, she is in the middle with the spotlight on her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it makes sense. But then we get to Olivia and Utica, and Olivia is eating this challenge up. Like, Baby. She's got this beautiful bodysuit on. And I loved Utica's outfit. I, I don't care what the judges say. I love this outfit. I would wear this. I don't think that it's not disco. It was the secret fabric. It's got the flowy it's sleeves. It's got the bell bottom I understand pants. what they said about the hair. I'm into it. I understand what they said about the hair. I just don't think it just was but, a good performance hair for this piece. Right. I think if it was, like, not in the bun, that it would have been much better. But I don't think that it was horrible. Um, I do get their critique about her being campy all the time and it seeming like a joke. But I just thought, like, if Utica was at the disco, she would be probably be doing that, you know? And then we got Denali and Rosé, our two dancing girls. Yeah. Love. It's just not Love Rosé's outfit. Yes, Rosé's outfit is the best thing I'm and looking at. And Denali, uh, I just think that her outfit should have put her in the bottom. And, and this freaking wig. This is the second time we've seen this girl, wig. Girl, that's her good, good performance it. wig, bitch. That's her good, like, I, girl, okay. I know I'm hair flipping. I know I'm doing that. And I don't necessarily think that this dress reads disco. I actually think it reads more mod, like 60s. 
it definitely does remind, I guess the, what she was thinking was maybe like, it looks like a disco ball. I, girl, <laughs> a paillette does not a disco look make. Period. Then we get to Simone and Lala Ree, who do a great job. Like, I didn't see anything wrong with what they were doing. Um, some, you can tell Simone's not like a dancer, but it didn't look mm -hmm. bad. I love that so, little group moment, like with all of them together. I thought that it looked really cool. Like they are. They yeah, I think it. that that's where they really shine. They like, it. you know, I think it's because they know that the spotlight isn't solely on them. <laughs> so you're able to relax a little bit more. Yep. Yep. But like, yeah, back to Simone, like her hair. I'm just obsessed with Simone. Like she's got the big Afro puff with the sleek hair in the front. Uh -huh, I love that. It's gorgeous. And then La La Ree is just entertainment. Like she's going to be booked after this. Oh, yeah. Because everything she does is just so like entertainment value. You can tell she's an entertainer. Absolutely. But I doesn't, I don't necessarily think her outfit. Re well, I guess she's like the disco sucks. So is she like trying to like not? Disco? No, it was supposed to be disco. I just, I think it was the paillettes again. Paillettes, paillettes but the I was like, no, sis. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's just the comfortable, that's, that's the drag go-to, bitch. Right. That's the dancing Girl, boots, okay? You put y'all on a leotard, put y'all some thigh-high black leather, please the boots, bitch. Put on that mix and get on up. And get on down. <laughs> so that's basically all of the disco mentory. It's cute, but it's not like something that we're going to come back to in a few years and look at. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Shade. I mean, am I wrong? I'm going to look back at it. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. Just because you... Okay, no, I was not. like, what? <laughs> you're right, girl. You're right. But then we get to the runway, and the theme is the Little dress. Black Dress. What would you have done for Little Black Dress? Oh, we kind of talked about this on the live. Um, I yes. definitely think... I. I we we talked about this because we felt like some girls were playing. And I was like, I don't know, sometimes doing what the category is actually asking for sometimes is a good thing. But I'm a person that I always got to think outside the box. I always got to come up with a storyline. Right. So I think I would have came out with a big trench coat and then I would have kicked it off and I would have been like a mistress underneath it. So I would have had like a latex dress with harnesses and a whip and thigh high boots with all the buckles. I definitely would have gave a storyline. So I would have gave like a very like walking in the room, like secret. Okay, I have consent now. Release mistress look. You can call yes. me Mist and I think, Mistress Santana. Yes. And I think the reason that that works um, is because it plays on your expectations. Mm -hmm. So when you first walk out, obviously the trench coat would be black too. Yes. So they would think, okay, her little black dress is a trench coat. But you take it off and bam, BDSM, right? So uh, that is why that would be a sickening look. And I agree that sometimes just doing the challenge is right. But when the challenge reads simple, my brain just says, don't be basic. Don't be simple. Uh -huh. You know, that's like that episode where they all brought the same kimono look. From the Madonna one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why would you? No, I'm not going to do I think that was a case of them trying to do something different that they thought no one else would do and ended up all doing the same yeah. thing. But it's just like, why I, Why would I do a simple But I also dress? think that this I want also something... reads the drag styles. Like, I definitely think the people that actually did a black dress are people that are very pageant girls and very like, you know, like pussy, tip around the club type of thing. Like, the girls that- Or did... like, this is my interview dress. Yes. <laughs> 
very that very uh, f- uh personality interview for pageant and i feel like the girls that did it were pageant girls so and i had that's and true I had but i just for wish... it because i know that girl i've I, i've seen that girl. if we're gonna go pageant i would have wished to see like give me your most devastating black gown but like you know black dress not black gown that's not the category uh, gowns can be dresses, but dresses cannot be gowns. But little, which insinuates cocktail. You're right, but I just want more. <laughs> Give me more! Some of these looks are just killing me. I would have done something where the dress got littler and littler that and littler. Funny, I would have loved that. Like not how uh, Miss uh, uh, La La Ree comes out in this short ass dress. That was that's how we're gonna dress. Like, end up. Yes, I would want it to end up there, but like maybe either it would draw up, you know, to where it like scrunches up to get shorter, yes. or it would reveal where I tear away parts of it and it just gets shorter and shorter. Yes. Like, oh, you want little? You want little? <laughs> like that. You want to see my coochie cutter, baby? <laughs> Let me show you, mama. <laughs> so let's go down these looks and talk about them. Tina Burner comes out in her wet paint costume and then she tears it away to reveal this latex dripping thing what did you think yeah i can't stand her wig choices like mama i think that tina has a taste issue it's a taste level that i just don't necessarily agree with she always has a campier side of thing which i like i love couture like themed couture um i'm a manila luzon fan for that reason but i just Uh. feel like Give me little black dress. Okay, well, here's my fire theme again. Right. Well, the thing is, is imagine if this was like more Katniss Everdeen than like she lost me with the hands. Uh, well, she tried to turn it into a story saying that like she's so hot that the painters put their hands on her. I look. I. It's a concept. It, and no, it was a choice that was not the right one. Right. Well, then we get to Candy Muse, and she comes out in a Comme de Gaston mm-hmm. recreation um, where she has on this canvas dress with Princess Diana's revenge dress on it. Oh, I didn't catch, which I I didn't thought catch was all super that. Cute. Oh, my God. Did she say all that on the show? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I missed all that. And I think it's sickening. I love that she has, like, the little bag on the This is the prettiest that, or I say she has bag. looked on the show. Oh, absolutely. And the wild. judges said that they didn't, like, the like black around her hair, but I'm like, I love that. That sold the look to me. me. I think it needed to, she needed to bleed it through a little more. It read like, it read like black root and not like paint mess. Oh, okay. I think she wanted to keep some of the blonde and I love that. Like it, to me, it looked like I just got done painting this dress. Uh She's got the paintbrush in her hand. She's got the paint on her arm. Yes. And it's pretty. I don't know. I'm into it. She sold it for me. Sometimes, I'm just like, Carson, go. You're turning into Santino Rice. Girl, girl, Miss Carson, is she she there for the gay puns? But I do love that um, there's a flashback that somebody posted online of Aja doing like her paper doll like dress, but this is way better executed. This is is definitely like more tasteful and more fast. Mm-hmm. Speaking of tasteful, we've got got Mick wearing a little black merkin. Yeah, the merkin. It's very that. It is barely covering um their their biddies. 
So you know, I love uh, it. You know, I'm. <laughs> I thought it was very clever, and this is what we mean by outside of the box. Yes. Um, I saw some struggle online with like the idea of the thinner girls just coming out and serving body, but sometimes when I hear that, I just think like, just because no one has done it doesn't mean it wouldn't be celebrated. Because I think if like Latrice Royale came out there body beautiful, I would live. Right, absolutely. (laughs) And I also said that I feel like this is a little bit different than the Valentina moment and the other nude moments that we've seen on the show because Godmake is a trans man. So this is, his body's his badge of honor. Like, also this person has also said they're they're comfortable jumping around from gender because I mean, this is someone that, has worked very hard to get to a male presenting persona, but also does drag, so yes. very comfortable with either or. So I, I jump around a lot, uh, probably because I want him as a boy. Uh, so I usually, <laughs> I usually do the he's more than the she's. But I think for her, like this body is a badge of honor and to be able to showcase it in a fashionable way and, and develop it into their drag is so amazing. And like we, some of us will never understand what it's like to finally be living in the body that you always wanted or living in the body Absolutely. that you always did. So I just think that this is so different and this is a little bit more of a show of his journey. Absolutely. And I think it's kind of like a, it's very punk rock. It's almost like a fuck you to RuPaul for saying that, you know, trans people couldn't compete on like, the show. I'm here. I'm the first, like I'm the first. Eat it up. Eat it up. Like presenting trans male on the show. Get it. Yep. And I love it. And then we have something I don't love so much. Uh, we have Elliot with two T's uh, coming out in a little bag dress with a okay. coat. And if the coat wasn't there. Be, okay, be fair. If you saw this girl walking around the club, you'd be like, wow, this is a pretty queen. Like, this is this is cute. I like this. Do I think it's RuPaul's Drag Race runway? No. Oh, yeah, no, she looks pretty. I didn't say she didn't look pretty. I just said I hate this look. Like what what did you think would have elevated it? Like what what would you have added to give it that runway flair with the theme that they're doing? So my favorite thing about drag race runways is when people, like I said, go outside of the box. And you said the same thing about thinking outside of the box. And this was just too plain. Like I don't ever want to see something on drag race that looks like, oh, I have that in my closet. Like that the 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 women watching the show could be like, oh, I you know what this. I think would have, you, you know, know like, what I think would have made this into a, a like very presentable runway outfit. Nix the coat. Instead, off the shoulder, you needed a cape that went all the way down to the ground that drags on the floor. With the same silhouette of the dress, it's just the off the shoulder goes into a cape. I think that would have made it. She would have walked stamped, and I think that it would have gave a little bit more of a fashion moment. I mean, it just needed something to elevate it to make it like breathtaking. You want your runways to be like a Her moment, style is not very, just like CEO kind. Like she's she's very that, that I've noticed that that's kind of uh, Elliot CEO. I get mall, not mall. I know she's been giving me like maybe not necessarily CEO, but maybe more so like um, insurance attorney. <laughs> <gasps> Like, if we look at her, like, Instagram, like, it's very just, like, simple. She gives me simple. Oh, I don't get simple. I don't, I don't get think simple. I've seen I get, single I get showgirl. She's very showgirl. Okay. You see what I mean? She's a showgirl. Okay. 
but it's just like it's it's. I mean, it's, a, it's a ball. Like it's a bar. It's bars. a bar outfit and bar, bar queen. queen. Absolutely, which is not a negative thing. I, I can mean, see that. We're, we're both bar queens, but but we absolutely, also understand the difference between I'm... a runway outfit and a tip around for the bar or an outfit for the bar. Right, because I wouldn't even say showgirl, because like showgirl to me means Vegas showgirl means feathers means. Okay, like, I can see why you make that distinction. Absolutely. Yeah, but like bar queen, I will give her that down. Like she can dance, she can twirl, but like she's not giving me the same Vegas that I got from like some of the other Vegas queens that have been on right. the show. She's and then she so, also yeah. like is one of those girls. She kind of paints what's there. With a little bit like of a drag thing, so she's very um, mm-hmm. that realistic kind of almost like Simone in a sense, but just with, with padding mm-hmm. and stuff. So like you know they paint what's there. So their their canvas is very close to what their canvas looks like out of drag. Yes, yes, not much of a transformation. So yeah, good but for yeah, her. I think a little so anyway really made this a moment, but I do agree that it's a little basic. Yeah, just a little too simple for me. And I understand this little back dress, but like, come on, get a little creative with it. Give us a, a, a edge so that like, also your runway should tell us who you are. And I don't think that that really does that. Um, next, we have Tamisha. And if I have to call Elliot basic, I have to also call this basic. The only difference is she made this. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's there's the devils in the details with this. And I think that I mean, the stonework up top and then actually the stonework that goes down her back is really gorgeous. I don't think it showed on television or at least it didn't show, Not it as didn't well show well as the video feed that we did. But when I saw the videos of like, I went to my Instagram and I was looking at this stuff, like it, it models really well. It looked really good on the show, but it's still, it's just a neoprene. It's a black neoprene. Both of theirs was a black neoprene. And you know. Right. It was very simple. Which people use neoprene but- and drag for structure. So you can get those big poofy ruffle moments. Which well, she kind of did in mm-hmm. the front. And I still think that it's it's such a clean look. They both look like they were going to registration for the pageant. Absolutely. And I love this because the hair is right. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's she looks gorgeous. So Maybe she's running the pageant. It's a step bitch. above She's actually Elliot. the pageant owner that just happens to be in drag, too. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Olivia Lux coming out. Now, this is very simple, but the hair is not. I think Olivia, what she paired with it, gave it such a fashion moment, but I also think her stonework was so poppy. Her skin is gorgeous. She's beautiful. I think the reason that this works better for me, because it has a perspective. Like, when she's walking down the runway, I'm getting, okay, this is a girl, night out on the Mm -hmm. town. She might be a hooker. She might not. But she gonna tell you. Oh, she just gives me (laughs) that life of the party like she walked in we've all been at the bar for about an hour or two and she walked in and she was just like hey everyone like who's doing shots right very that very and everybody's actually been waiting for her to show up yes and she has her signature tiny bag I love these little tiny bags for her these are cute right it brings us back to her like narrative it's like oh I know what to expect from her I like it and she just exudes a good energy that you just can't not follow. Absolutely. Up then we've got Utica. Utica. Now, I love this look, but I do understand what the judges were saying about if you have to explain it, you might need to reconsider it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I also think that this is a outfits and a look that looks really well on the main stage. But I think when she posted it on Instagram, I can see the bodysuit's a different color than her skin. The the necklace that's upside down around her neck. Uh, it just all didn't, it just all read very craft, very crafty to me. Yeah. But I do think that she's a visionaire and she's really great at making the things that happen in her head come to life. Right. And it's such a cool concept. I just wish that she would have maybe like held out the earring and then put it on her ear or something. It's just, to just I think like... it's too small of a thing. It's from the back of the stage for a judge to even catch that it's about a earring. Right, exactly. It's kind of like when queens will uh, get a shirt with a face on it and then paint that same Yeah. Look. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. It's I, a I thing. like Utica. I'm a fan, but I just, mm, it wasn't for me. But I like that yeah. she tried to be I see why the box. She really tried to give something other than just what to be expected. Right. And every week can't be a winner, mm-hmm. you know, and I look forward to what she's going to bring next week because I'm sure it's going to be stuck. Period. Hopefully. Otherwise, it's going to be a Cartons. rough week for her. Cartons. Cartons. Um, and trapes. So next we have Denali as the Spider Woman. What did you think about her little background? I loved it. Well, first of all, when she first walked out, I hated it. I didn't like it. I was Girl, you look so mamal. Like, is this not it for me? And then as she started coming out, and we saw the details of the spider webbing, and then she lifted up the hat, and we saw the multiple eyes. I said, "Yes, Denali, love this." Yes, it 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 got better as it went, which I guess is what uh, what a great runway is. Yes, that's that's a good point that like it should get better as I look at it. And I think the details in the back and then, of course, the spider eyes on the top of her head really sold it. Because if she's a black widow, then, you know, she is going to be a little bit older. And I think it was supposed to read that. So I wasn't mad at it. I liked it. And I like, I like the Nolly with black hair. I think that black hair suits her. Same. Like, I haven't really liked her hair choices on most of the, she, the, the She's one of those people that her. she looks stunning. And I'm, I'm I'm sure she's Hispanic, I think. I think she has said that on the show that she has some. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just think that yes. it, just, it just reads so natural on her. It's such pretty. So yes. great. Love her. Absolutely. After that, we have Rosé in this little black dress framed in gray tulle. What did you God, say? Girl, like a pillow. This looks like one of those. I, it looks like I went to my good Judy's house and like my good Judy's boyfriend is an interior designer. He's like, bitch, I love these pillows. What are you thinking? I'm like, girl, put that on the floor. I can't sit. You got too many pillows on this couch. Ah, too many pillows. What you got all these yeah. pillows for? What are y'all doing with this? Put this on the floor. I mean, my thing is, is like, I also, they gave someone the compliment. I forget who it was, but that every time they see them, it's something different. And I want that. I don't want you to look at something I've worn and like, I understand having signature looks and stuff like that, but we just saw her do this with that suit with the ruffles on the side. So like, I wouldn't want to wear something that makes you think back to yeah, that. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Like you really want to be very, especially because you don't know when, what runways are. So you don't know if you're going to have a runway that's similar and they be back to back like this happened for Rosé. Right. Um, I just don't think it does nothing for her. And then the hair was weird. I didn't, I didn't like, like it. it either. It just was, it was a bad choice for her. This wasn't really a good runway for her. 
which is sad because yeah. I've seen her fashions and she usually is pretty on point. So then we have Lala Ree in her skimpy little black dress. What did you I think? I liked it. I love all the jewelry up top. Lala Ree's skin and mug is so hot. I'm just not sure about right? the long slick back hair. I wanted a different hair choice for her. I like the hair choice with this. Like, I, it felt sleek. It felt clean. I wanted, but I can maybe see... I wanted a different color. Okay, I could see something like else. maybe yeah. orange. Like, a nice, like, pretty orange color. Ooh, especially with her skin. That would have been really Yeah, pretty. like, I just wanted something else. Because the hair just kind of blends into the back of the dress. Yes, I think it would have been really funny if she did like, um, but you see, I, I love to go towards camp, not all the way, but towards it. So if she had like orange hair and then like an orange panty, Ooh, so that like yes. as she's walking, like she pulls it down and it's like the carpet. Drapes, yes! Bro, we just want her the, the, the runway. Right, exactly. But that's the thing. Yeah, I, I'm when enjoying I look the freaking dress moment though. Love it. My initial thought is I have had dresses like this where I made it work because it was cute, mm -hmm. but the dress was just too small for me. It wasn't that I made a choice to make it like show my pussy. It was just right. too short. And I feel like that might be what happened here, but she made it work with the jewelry and, and like the look. Absolutely. So yeah. I like it though. I like that it had all the extra jewels. I think that's what made the dress. For sure. Without it, it would have yes. been too simple. Next, we have Simone wearing her little black hairdress made out of hair with her RuPaul tribute yes. hair, which I thought was genius. Her name's Simone, you the host. here for the throne. For sure. Beat face and Arkansas grown, yeah. and she's showing all of it. I didn't know the hair was a Ru reference. Did you know that? Yes. I didn't know that. It is from Back to My Roots. Let's pull up the yes. reference. I didn't know that. I saw it on Instagram. I love when these queens go into like detail of like where their inspiration came from. Because mm -hmm. I'm always just like sitting at home and I know the straight people sit at home and they're like, oh my God, these girls came up with all this. I'm like, a lot of this stuff is references to other things. So I love knowing what the references are. And like, I think that she gave a great homage to this look. Yes, and it's it's gorgeous. Like, she sold it, and I just love the award. Like, can we give her a Grammy for that skin? I need to know what body butter she is using. Like, what is this coconut oil? Shea I think butter she probably does because it's like she her probably does a glitter. mixture. She probably has like um, right, like her skin is glitter. I mean, obviously she moisturizes. I think it's like a, a like a mixture of like oil sheen and baby oil. Um, because her shines like no other. I feel like I heard her say something on something about it, but I can't Girl, remember the, now what she said. She said something about something about what she puts on her body, but like, you know, because if you use like baby oil, you're going to be slipping and yeah. sliding. But if you use like shea butter, mm -hmm. it'll give you the shine without the like grease. But I also feel you like, know? do you feel like that she has lent that, those, uh, that advice to Olivia? Because I find Olivia's skin was extra buttery and soft and glowy on the stage for her look this past week too. I wonder. You know, girls, like, I mean, uh, it's a sisterhood. So, of course, like, I, I always, like, when I know a little trick and I see someone struggling with something, I'm like, oh, girl, I do this. Like, see if it works for you. And, girl, I've learned so much. I think that that's where I've learned the most drag is being on the road and performing with other girls and learning what they do. And I love it. Yes, you can learn absolutely. from everyone. I've learned things from girls. This was, like, their first time performing, like, live. Like, it's like, you know, there's a spotlight in my club 
and they're showing me something like, baby, how did you do that? And they're like showing, teaching me. I've been 10 years in the game and they're learning stuff and they're doing stuff and they're figuring out new ways to do the things that we've been doing right. for years. It's awesome. I think that speaks to like, you know, your uh, ability as a queen to like grow and mm -hmm. adapt. And I heard something recently, I don't know where I heard it, but they were talking about Intel. This is a podcast I was listening to. We love podcasts, we do. don't we? Um, <laughs> that um, that intelligence shouldn't be measured in how much you know. It should be measured by how much you're willing to grow and change what Absolutely. you believe. And I was like, that deep. is so deep. Like, because you, if you were set in your ways, then you're not learning, you're, you're not stagnant. growing. But the fact that you were able to see someone who's new in drag and say, you have something to teach me. I'm going to learn from you. That's, I feel like, honestly, you know, that's, that's how you get better. Girls all the time, you know, I was very against having a drag daughter at first. I only have, technically I have two, but one that's more active and actually trying to pursue drag as um, a profession. Um, and... You're talking I, about Trina? Tr we all know my good roommate, Lakari, a.k.a. Trina, uh, Trina B. Savage. Or Trina D. Savage, we haven't decided that one yet. She hasn't came. She hasn't performed since the since the Savage uh, branding. Uh, <laughs> Missy, uh, Miss uh, Miss Thing claimed B, so she wanted to be B because I'm A, and um, so she's Missy Miss Thing B Savage or Missy for short. And um, I've learned so much from her, and I'm just like you know I'm willing to help you and give you what I can, but I feel like I've I've gained more from her than the other way around. And I think that the, I think that that's another part of mentorship that mentorship is honestly not a one way thing. It's a, it's a tango. It takes two of us to mentor. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have so much to so I love each that. other. So we get to decisions, decisions and got Mick, Denali, Rose, La La Ree, and Simone are gagged. Six. Meaning gagged. that Utica, Olivia, when they called this out. Wait, why I was you so gagged when they called the safe queens. I was just like, oh my God. So first of all, Denali and Rosie did really good. So I was like, oh my God, they're obviously in the top. And then they weren't. And then got me, right. I thought was definitely the bottom. And so when I'm like, okay, so that's the bottom. This is the top. This is the top. La La Ri, I was just like, okay, well, I really didn't get to see La La Ri's when we're doing the live thing. So I was like, maybe she killed it. And I was like, oh, Simone was good. I was like, okay, this must be the top and this is the bottom. And they just said safe. I was like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little questionable this week. The, the judging is questionable sometimes. We we know it. It's no so surprise who to anyone. Who, who <laughs> was your bottom three? Um, Probably Got Me, Candy, and... I would just put, mm, I don't know, everyone else did a pretty good job. I guess Tamisha, but I, I guess know, if you could uh, see that, or the, Utica. you know, you're seeing someone do the movements, but they're not giving you evoking emotion. I think that that, that's, that's, you know, that is calls for being in the bottom. Cause that's the thing. Most of them nailed the and choreography gave her performance either too. way. So I definitely right. think, I think Got Mick should have took Tamisha's place in my opinion. But we don't want that. <laughs> gotta keep got mick on the show for as much time as i mean possible. i'm so glad that my baby daddy okay. gets airtime yay for him that's fair but, but anyway tina being in the top um, then i didn't agree with that at all i didn't 
I was, was shocked safe. because I think Denali and Rose deserve Tina that. was safe for me. I just like, are y'all just going to keep on talking about her outfit? Like, Rudy, do you just want to buy it off of her? Like, go for it. It really did feel that way. It was like, okay, y'all keep talking about this outfit, but like, that's only part of it. That wasn't even But I mean, I still, I still got to give it to T. Like, I mean, she did a good job, but I just don't think she was the top. I think she was, she gave a safe performance. I think that Rose or Denali could have taken that top spot. Absolutely. 100% agree. So they get into critiques. They hated Tina's hair, but loved her performance and the dress. So they said that Candy's hair and makeup was messy for the uh, the black streaks. Oh, yeah. That. And I, I didn't agree with that. I was just like, I thought it was part of the artistic fantasy. I just, I just think that, that it would just it was adding to the critique of her being in the bottom. And, you know, not only was the performance that contributing it was contributing to the narrative. To the narrative yes. Which I hate that they do that sometimes, but I understand it's TV. So next, um, Elliot, their dancing was great. We get it. You're a dancer, but that's it. Um, <laughs> Damn! <they> tell... <laughs> Damn! I mean, after all the stuff that she has said and yeah. all the stuff that's coming up online about Miss Elliot, Girl, you're lucky. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, reading, let, so. let's, <laughs> I'm not going to let you read us this. Come on. Miss Miss. Ms. We're going to keep it cute and keep on. going. Then we have Tamisha. They didn't like the shape of her outfit, which you talked about with the neoprene. Um, it's It does kind of not flatter it was, in the middle. Yeah, it was the, it, I, I wanted it to be actual crisp bow because I feel like that's what it was shaping as. Yeah. It just didn't get there. But like I said, I feel like if I would have saw Tamisha at the pageant, like I would have been like, mama looks good. Like, mama's sick. But I just... She does. She does. But I just understand that this is a runway. It's going to be judged differently than just seeing someone out and about at an event. Yeah. They love Miss Olivia, Ooh, though. Everything about God, her. God. She mean, sold it. I I can't believe that she's a baby queen. Like, it's just so amazing to see because mm-hmm. she is killing it. Like, can't take anything from it. And then we get to Utica. <laughs> And like she's so excited to tell them about her she earrings. Is. And like Michelle gets excited when she sees that the hook is at the top. But then Lonnie Love comes in and is like, Well, maybe you should think about the fact that if yeah, we can't tell that's some, that's some good advice. You have to explain that's some good advice. It. It's great advice. You shouldn't have to explain it. But you know, we love Utica. And I think that they mm-hmm. love her too. It's just that they say in their critiques that like she takes everything and makes it into kind of a joke. And I think that's just her personality. And I think that's better than getting stressed out about everything. Uh, like but I also think that it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's an insecurity thing. It's like, Oh, let me hurry up and make myself the joke. So you can't make fun of me. Yeah. You think so? I think that's a common thing, but I don't necessarily get that from her because she's not, expressing that. I still, I still think that there's, she has to find that, that, that level of, serving what's acts and leaving out the extra like reel it in it, and, and it's better to give out extra and then being told to reel it in so that's what they're telling her to do instead of I like agree. give I something agree. and, I and then they need to can. get more from you so i just think it's, it's she just reels right. it in a little bit and look girl once the show's over girl be as goofy as you fucking want girl go ahead and make all the faces bitch go out there and take a piss on the stage while you're performing whatever like be you but as of right now, for this competition, for you to go further in it, you have to listen and you have to, you know, accept the critique. So reel it in a little bit, Utica, because I want to see more. Right, exactly. And I hope she gets like the crystal method moment, you know, like I hope she gets to go further um, because I really love to see what she's going to do every week. It's yes. very entertaining. 
But then we get to the winner and the bottom two. We've already said it, but Olivia is the burr, winner burr, burr, this week. Clap, clap. Come on, love. She deserved. And the bottom two devastated us. We were at the viewing party like, oh no, I know it's yeah, about to happen. Just, I, I don't know. It was just too predictable to have them literally after just in their fight to not have them lip singing in the against each other like i don't know it just didn't feel authentic it felt it's it felt way right. too overproduced and I, and I love this show and i will tell you i'm not one of those girls to go and be like oh this was this this was this, this is scripted this is that producing and production is a part of this show it's a part of any reality te- television show the producers are being paid for a reason but i just feel like this Absolutely. moment was just too oh my god like Girl, we could have guessed this that you were going to do this the episode before. So I don't know. Right. And especially since we think that there was someone weaker that could have been in the bottom. I don't know. Yep. The strings are yeah, being pulled. So I wasn't happy about this, but I do think that they both did a great job on the lip sync. I love the song choice. They have been killing it in the song okay, choice really season. Did. I've been loving the lip sync. Yeah, they're Maybe really they got them songs, a budget honestly. for these copyrights. I mean, well, doing 20 lip syncs at the first episode. Girl, and all know. good, too. Yeah, so, well, not the lip syncs. So, do you agree with yes. who got sent home? <laughs> Did, I mean, do you think that Candy beat Tanisha? Um, I felt like it was even. It was very even. It was two different interpretations and they both of it. the song. I think this could have been a double Shantae, but, you know, we yep. were... Yep. Either a double Shantae or a double elimination. It couldn't have been, you know, it, sh- it should have been one day. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. But you know what? For Tamisha, I think that there's something to be said about losing gracefully. And I think that oh, yes. she has been, that was the most graceful loss in Drag Race history. Um, the moment of seeing them hug, like, I feel like, you know, I felt the tug on my heartstrings. I was like, I felt that they, they, they had a genuine conflict with a genuine resolution and I think that they left with love. Yeah, they kind of made up and untucked where Tamisha's like, I still said what I said. But they, they see each other <laughs> for who each other for each is. Other. And I think that there's the level yes. of respect in the art form and what they do. And I mean, just to pretty much say like, girl, do you. I'll see you on the road. Like, don't worry about me. Exactly. So I love that that was buttoned up really nicely because I'd hate to see them like hold Especially that Especially being the two girls, of co- so. two girls of color, like... We don't need that. Right. There's so much out external drama with the fandom and having us trying to do what we need to do to make sure we clean that up to have, you know, two very talented queens stirring the pot in that kind of way. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it made me sad to see her go because she's mm-hmm. a living legend. But I think we'll oh, see baby. her on All Stars, first, like you said. This is the first queen called for All Star 7. And it will be sickening because I think she is going mm-hmm. to slay. I pray. So, yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. Girl, we made it, girl, with all the technical difficulties it took to get here. Okay, but, you know, we persevere and we make it. And um, now we get into some tea and speculation, but not before we talk about what's coming up next week on RuPaul's yeah, Drag Race. So next time... They are um, doing Bossy Rossi the night after dark. Yes, they're gonna do. They did the day version during season ten, and this is where we got the pickle. Uh, Cracker got the, her little pickle moment. 
And so this is going to be, so this is going to be the night one. So I wonder what's going to be, what, what's going to be so different about night versus the day. It's still an improv challenge. Right. Well, I'm excited to see them improv and excited to see what comes of it because this really, you know, separates the ketchup from the mustard. I love that Um, expression. But. I love that expression. (laughs) It's got layers because, you know, some of the things need to catch up. But. (laughs) Bitch. I'm so excited that we get to see T.S. Madison yes. as a judge, bitch. Yes, and she. Ah, we were talking about trans queens beats. being on the show, and like Maddie is beats. here, baby. These titties are upright. This mug is right. This necklace is gorge. I'm so excited. The necklace is it's so drag. drag. It's so drag. Uh, I need to know where she got that, but I love it, and um, we get to see a little bit of you know what they're bringing. Something makes Lala Ree scream and run across the room. And I don't know what that's about, but I feel like it's not what, you know, uh, how they like to absolutely. mislead us. Like we see Candy crying. I bet you she ain't really crying. I think she's crying because she did a good uh, job. Uh, it's not because not, she's not, going home not or anything. Ending, it's you know? the opposite of what actually happens. Shocking. Shocking, right? <laughs> So now let's get into the tea and speculation section of the podcast. We're going to sip the tea. And if you can't handle it, if it's too hot for you, you can turn the episode off now. Okay. Because we are talking what? Spoilers. The spoils, (laughs) baby. The milk is ready to be thrown out. Okay. Don't say that about milk. I love her. Girl, yeah. She loves her too. That was her issue. She loves her too. No. So, what do you think about um, the spoilers? I like, mean, do you know anything I, about so, this season? Okay, as someone that has okay, spoiler alert: I've auditioned for the show before. Um, as someone that has auditioned for the show a couple times, um, I've gotten to this point where, like, the magic of the behind-the-scenes stuff, I, I don't. It doesn't. I don't bother to know things anymore. Like, I'm. I'm good. You could tell me things before. I'm still gonna enjoy watching the show. So I mean I know I've I've heard who's rumored mm-hmm. to be in the top. Um, okay, who do you hear? I've we've heard, heard different things. That is definitely Simone, Rose, Olivia, and I think that that's definite. I think that was definite top three, and I think that they say Candy either makes it to the fourth or she gets eliminated by the fifth. That was the like one of. That is yeah. fascinating. Because I've heard oh, that yeah, God yeah. Milk that was is my in the fourth top. person that I was sure that was number four. But they said either either Candy makes it okay. in and replaces Olivia, or she gets eliminated by the fifth. That was where I, I missed that person. So yeah, got me. I can't believe I got a bomb boyfriend. That's fascinating. I would love to see Candy in the top. I don't know if she has what it takes to get there, but I just feel like she's that personality person in the top. The way that yeah. Adore was in the top. I can that. very that. You know. I I I see Simone on just being excellent at everything. I don't see Rose. I just don't see it. Like she's gonna have to start turning it real hard for me to see it. And I think because there's comedy coming up with Snatch Game and then improv, I think her story and probably they, they, a they straight up comedy story this episode this past episode. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna start to see her drop that wall. And I think it's gonna be the clear, the clear incline all the way up because I mean, you can't, yeah, you cannot deny this. If anyone that's a fan of Stephanie's child and has seen anything of her before, this girl is sickening. Like this girl has drag. This girl is talented, can sing, can do a lot of things. So I definitely think that once that wall goes down, 
everything that she's already great at is going to start to fly out of her and flow through very easily. Yeah, I definitely, um, from what I hear, there's like comedy coming up, a rusical coming up. So that definitely favors Rosé, Rose, for sure. So in this next episode, we have Tina and Elliot on a team, Rosé and Denali on a team, Mick, Olivia, and Utica oh. on a team. And then that leaves Candy, mm-hmm. Lala, and Simone together, which is interesting. Um, the runway is Ooh, beaded. Baby, that's an expensive-ass fucking runway. Okay, I expect beaded gowns. I expect beaded fringe. I expect beads, beads, I think beads. Probably okay, go, like, like hair bead route. I think that, that I could see her definitely like showing that since she's very much like showing like true ethnic like culture. I definitely could see her going more into like the hair beads. Route. Maybe even her hair being made out of or outfit being made out of hair beads. That'd be kind of cool. I could see that too. I I think there's a little preview and we get something of that sort. Um. I, you know what I would beads, do? What would I'm you sure do? You could guess. Oh, Mardi Gras beads. Mardi Gras beads, bitch. I would be covered in Mardi Gras beads. That's sick. Uh, I would not do that. I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually working on a Mardi Gras bead costume right now. It's hilarious. I have my entire living room is full of Mardi Gras beads right now. And I am like hand sewing them to a corset and these like pen. Oh, not girl. me knocking out everything. Girl, she out here so throwing, excited. throwing it at us, sis. <laughs> oh, so you know, you know, you got to throw the beads. Um, but I have these panniers and I'm going to like cover Ooh. them in beads too. So that when I walk, All it right, just I'm like swishes. It's going to be cute. It's the type of thing that I'm thinking, uh, if it goes the way I envisioned it in my head, would be a great thing to walk into the workroom with, you know, just to be like, right. New Orleans is here. Love that. So I'm excited about this beaded runway. But apparently Olivia gets her second win. Yes. Can you believe that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bottom two is Elliot and mm-hmm. La La Ree. Not shocking based on how they did in the Hallmark challenge. So yeah, I that's very interesting. Very, very interesting. I'm excited to see how it turns out. Um, I think we'll leave it there, other than any other drama that you might um not really. I mean, like, I think we're all just kind of seeing on, like, social media the the sad disposition of Elliot and, like, what's going on with that. But I don't think that even this deserves any more talking points about it. I just think that Miss Elliot just needs to step up to the plate and own up to some stuff and, you know, grow and change from it. So, you know, she can actually take this opportunity that she took from someone else that would have used it better than her. But, um... Yeah, I think that I am so excited. I'm loving the season. I'm excited to see how it goes further, and yeah, like it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm definitely ready for next episode now. I know. I just can't wait to see what happens. And that's the fun thing about these spoilers is like, is it gonna come true? Is it not? And then even knowing the spoiler, it's always like, I, you still don't true. know how it's you all, see, all go the down. all the middle stuff is the best part. So. Right, exactly. So I'm super excited to see what comes next, but I am also so, so, so grateful that I got to yes. spend some time with you and watch the episode and talk Drag Race because, like, every time I do a viewing party, I'm right. like, I gotta get Santana. This has been fun. Because, 
you're of all the girls in Louisiana, I can see you on that show like girl, me too. Tomorrow. What when they calling me? What's up? Yeah, why the wonder? Okay, from my lips to God's ears. What y'all do? Because your girl been ready since okay. Your girl been ready well, since we yesterday. will see. Period. I mean, we haven't had a Louisiana queen since Chi Chi Devane. It's, and I it's think so it's shocking time. to me because you know, yeah. in past seasons, we've always seen like a girl will get in from an area like Monique Hartwood, Kansas City, and then we started seeing other Kansas City girls. And I, yeah, and I just like I, Willow. I, you know, a lot of us thought that once Chi Chi got on that it was going to be a window for a lot of Louisiana girls or some Louisiana girls to start getting through. And it hasn't happened yet. And, you know, I get it. You know, these bigger populated areas do have such great drag and such, such great drag scenes. But we are really slept on as a Louisiana scene. And, I mean, we have so much drag to offer, not just in pageantry, but overall there is a well-rounded drag scene here. And I think that talent is slept Absolutely. on. Girls are slept on. And we have a story to tell. We're literally girls that are doing drag in the Bible Belt. Like, who would not have a better story to tell than girls that are literally surrounded in an area where we're told that we're wrong? Not just for the sexuality that we are, but for the art that we choose to express ourselves with. And some of us have made a living out of doing it. Not here. only that. That's even more amazing. Exactly. So, And not only that, if they ever turned off those air conditions and said, get into girl. drag, this is your challenge. I guarantee you the Louisiana queens will be the only ones who know how to get They'll ready. Like, why in aren't the you heat. sweating? Girl, it's not hot. <laughs> okay. Look, and then I learned very quickly in my drag career how to make your makeup last in the heat because performing in New Orleans is no oh, joke. Girl, like my, <laughs> some of the gigs I've had in New Orleans. And then y'all just love to have stairs where stairs shouldn't be. All y'all clubs got stairs, oh, girl. Well, mama, stairs. let's not talk about stairs, because baby, you bitch, you be falling all, off the fucking balconies, bitch. <laughs> Look, Period. she'll trip, but she'll never and, fall. Yeah, she'll pose, for she'll pose the whole way down. <laughs> Signing mama. Okay, and make them eat it. Uh, but thank you so much thank for being you. on this podcast and being a part of the virtual viewing party. I'm so happy to have you. And I can't wait to walk into the room and see yes, you sitting at the table the so that put we can kiki. Yes. Louisiana represent. And then choose each other for all the challenges. Girl, I'm going to be that person. <laughs> so why did you choose Laveau Contraire? I was like, because first of all, you're going to choose the best person. So, duh. And then second of all, I don't know you hoes. I'll get to know you. Okay, because exactly. I know she ain't going to sabotage me. I don't know you me. from the fucking can of paint. So it's not it at all. <laughs> But yes, that brings us to the close of this episode of Local Drag. Thank you so much, Santana. And I you hope you have too. a great rest Thank of your you, day. Sis. Love you. All right. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I can't wait to do it again next week. Anchor allows you to send in voice messages, so check out the link in the episode notes if you have any questions or comments for the show. And we just might respond to them on air. Until next time, keep it cute. Keep it real and don't let anyone steal your joy. I'm Laveau Contraire and this has been Local Drag. <laughs>